Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Sovereign is away today. California has announced a $2.6 billion deal to combat the effects of the drought on the San Joaquin-Sacramento River Delta by diverting water that would go to cities and farms and putting that water back into the Delta's ecosystem. The announcement comes after Governor Gavin Newsom called on water agencies to tighten their use restrictions as the state continues to battle the ongoing drought. We're going to talk more about this. We're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and speak with Doug Obiji. He's director of the Water Division at the Natural Resource Defense Council. Thank you very much for talking to us this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Let's start first with this $2.6 billion plan announced earlier this week. What do you think of it? You know, unfortunately, this is really the result of a exclusionary and illegitimate process that kept every other stakeholder out of the room except for the big water users. So conservation groups, Native American tribes, environmental justice advocates, fishing groups, Delta communities, all of us who depend on the health of the Delta were kept out of the room. And as a result, the proposal really is a, a bit of a bait and switch. It sounds a lot better than it is. And when you start diving into the details, you realize that it doesn't really address the critical needs of the environment, or um, and it really tries to push a lot of the costs uh, from the big ag users that use the vast majority of the water in California to state and federal taxpayers. So unfortunately, it's, it's really a bad deal for California and doesn't solve the problems that we need to resolve in light of climate change. The governor did not set mandatory statewide water cuts and fines, and the state itself, some officials have suggested that one size fits all doesn't work. Would, would you agree with that notion, or were you looking for something that was a statewide mandate? You know, I think we're very concerned that the state is unprepared for this drought, um, and that while conservation is an important tool and urban water use is, you know, smaller than ag, it's, we all need to be doing our part. And what we've seen is that the voluntary conservation measures that have been um, asked for this year just haven't yielded the kinds of water savings that we need to get through this drought. So can you really get through the drought just by ratcheting up conservation? I mean, don't there need to be systemic changes put in place to also help out? Absolutely. You know, we have a water system that is uh, really based on over 100 years old and really is outdated and needs to be modernized. Um, We also have huge opportunities to reduce our reliance on our overtapped surface water, our overtapped rivers and groundwater basins by investing in things like water recycling and stormwater capture um, so that we can do more with less. But, you know, unfortunately, what happened is, is that we have failed to prepare for droughts and failed to plan for droughts. And we put ourselves in these really bad situations where we don't have a lot of good options in a year like this. I want to circle back to your opening statements about the, the right stakeholders not being part of the discussion, if I'm paraphrasing your, your point of view there uh, correctly. How can that be fixed? I mean, have you lobbied for a greater voice in this conversation? What can you tell us about that process? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, a number of conservation groups and other stakeholders have been asking to be part of this process, and we've um, been systematically excluded from the process, unfortunately. We've also filed uh, requests for documents under the California Public Records Act, and the state has largely uh, claimed that those documents are exempt from disclosure, filing, uh, signing confidentiality agreements to prevent the public's right to know. The good news is that this is just a proposal, and it will go to the state water board for um, you know, a public process and a transparent process. And so we do have an opportunity to make significant changes in the kinds of reforms that we need to protect the health of the Delta and our economy. But unfortunately, you know, this is kind of a, you know, it's a half-baked deal, and um, there's not a lot we can do to salvage what's been done already. That was leading into my next question, and that is when it gets before the water board, how many changes can you make, do you think? I mean, you know, unfortunately, what happens in our in the Bay Delta is all too often the political science and the biological science just don't match up. If we were using, you know, if we were using science, um, as the State Water Board has done over the last 10 to 20 years, we've seen a real need to reduce diversions from the Delta and to help communities adapt to a future with less water by investing in water recycling projects and groundwater recharge projects. But unfortunately, the state's the the state administration has refused to kind of use that kind of public process and has tried to substitute political science and look at how much water these water users are willing to give up. And not surprisingly, it's a lot less water than what the environment needs. Do you have a sense of how this is playing out in other states? I mean, what we're talking about is is the dialogue and a conversation and a debate within the state of California. Um, do, do you think that dialogue and debate is better and healthier in other states, or is, is this typical from your perspective? You know, I think it really do, does depend. Um, you know, states on the East Coast are have been uh, are kind of a generation behind where we are, but we're starting to see with climate change that the types of flows and the types of precipitation that people have taken for granted are really radically changing. And things that we all took for granted on the East Coast, that communities took for granted, just suddenly rivers are not going to be providing as much flow as before. And so California's kind of always been on the cutting edge for good and for ill. And a lot of the problems that we see in terms of promising much more water than can be safely delivered, we're going to see affect a lot of other states as climate change continues to wreak havoc. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. We've been speaking with our guest, Doug Obiji. He is director of the Water Division at the Natural Resource Defense Council. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 